Hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, part of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard on Chorus Radio each week. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. And this week, we are very excited to announce our first winner in our bucket list contest with Trafalgar Tours. So a little bit later in the show, we'll tell you who won that $300 Trafalgar travel voucher, what their bucket list trip is, and we'll get Wolf Ponick, president of Trafalgar Canada, to join us to share how Trafalgar Tours can help grant that bucket wish by sharing one of their tours. So I'm looking forward to that. We're also going to talk about cruises and the cruise industry in general. There's been a lot going on in the cruise industry Plus, we're right in the middle of wave season, so we're going to start things out talking with Expedia Cruises about taking a cruise post-COVID and some of the booking tips in general. To help us out, we're joined now by John Mast, Senior Director of Global Cruise Marketing with Expedia Cruises. Their website is expediacruises.ca. Hi, John. Hello, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Uh, Tell me a little bit about Expedia Cruises before we uh, dive into the cruise season. Absolutely. Well, Expedia Cruises is uh, based uh, in uh, Vancouver, Canada, but with locations right across Canada. We have uh, nearly 200 locations in Canada. We've been in business for over 30 years. Uh, We're cruise experts, but we're also a full-service leisure travel uh, agency uh, specializing in airline and sea vacations. Nice. Uh, so I wasn't. I'm not sure who's uh, who was hit worse by the pandemic in in terms of travel, uh, the airlines or the cruise lines or the agents who uh, service both. But uh, all of them have been hit very hard. Tell me a little bit about uh, how your agents have been affected. Well, uh, you don't need to tell us how hard the travel industry has been hit uh, by the pandemic. Certainly, we're no exception. Um, but for us, uh, you know, obviously, as the ships are paused, we have had to make decisions. And uh, the decisions that we made were to uh, early on in all of this is to obviously support our customers as best we can through this. And then corporately to ensure we're supporting our uh, stores and our salespeople. Uh, but then it's about uh, taking the time that we have to really uh, invest uh, in our systems and build out uh, new tools for our uh, agents and for consumers and uh, develop training and content to uh, be purely prepared for when things return. Mm-hmm. Well, the cruise lines seem to be in the news almost every day. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Alaska season. Sure. Or, uh, or lack thereof. <laughs> or, or lack thereof, absolutely. And, and, and obviously, we're um, really disappointed to see the cancellation for this year. We were all uh, looking very forward to it. Um, that said, we're listening very closely to our partners and working with them uh, to support them where we can through this time. There's obviously more cancellations. There's more rebookings. There's more credits issued. So we need to work with that. And um, we're doing that uh, in real time, making sure people don't have to wait to uh, figure out where to from here. And then um, in addition to that, we're staying close to our partners because uh, they're they're trying hard uh, to save something, but at, at this point, we haven't heard that um, anything's happening at all. Mm-hmm. Well, the, I just saw a story uh, a few days ago about uh, one of the Alaska congressmen trying to uh, pass some legislation to get an exception to the Jones Act, so you know they don't have to worry about sailing into Canadian foreign waters. But uh, that being said, Holland America is cancelled, Princess Cruise Lines has cancelled, so. Um, it really is an uphill battle, but uh, it, there's also this paradox. You know, when we talk about the negative stuff, uh, lost revenues and canceled cruises, but future bookings, 
look pretty solid. They certainly do. And, and we've been, uh, as you can imagine, um, pleasantly surprised uh, by the outlook for really late 21 and certainly 22 and 23. Um, we've seen uh, tremendous uh, interest uh, in the future and uh, almost daily increases in uh, search demand for uh, the further out sailings as people are processing on the future. I think they're, they're looking at um, the fact that they may have a future cruise credit in hand and uh, they're hearing that um, some of these itineraries are are selling quickly. We had an example of one of our partners launched a world cruise. I believe it was for 2023 and it sold out in a day. (laughs) So yeah, it originally we thought it might've been, smaller ships and shorter itineraries that were the mm-hmm. path to restart. But now we're seeing uh, people really saying to themselves, yeah, I've missed out on a year and a half of uh, adventure and I'm ready to go when it's safe to do so. Well, I've always said the cruisers uh, will cruise and they are a very loyal group, aren't they? Uh, and, and we are so grateful for that truth. And then the, uh, I've also seen uh, stats too about um, once you've taken a cruise, the chances of you returning to a cruise is very high, like in the 90%. Is that still true? Uh, that is not uh, out of line with what we see across, uh, uh, you know, our loyalist customers. And uh, yeah, no cruise is a tremendous way to see the world. And when people experience it once, the repeat factor is is spectacular. And and you'll see offers even built around that because you know our partners know it, and we work with them to make sure that uh, when you do take a cruise with us, you get access to those offers uh, in a very organized way. John, let's talk about wave season now. We're right in the middle of wave season. So what is wave season for those who may not know anything about it? Wave season, uh, for, for those folks that don't uh, know, typically begins uh, right after the holidays uh, in December and, and roars right through to uh, some point in March, sometimes the end, sometimes uh, the middle. But it's um, when the cruise lines bring uh, to market much of their best inventory and certainly their strongest offers of the year, to, to get the bookings going. And, uh, you know, this year has not been uh, as uh, robust as uh, others, obviously, um, given what's going on. Um, but uh, we're seeing activity again for uh, next year and 23 like never before. So I, I think people have figured it out um, that there's an end to what we're all living through and uh, that uh, when that end is uh, in place, it's time to get back out there and see the world. Mm-hmm. So if you are looking at booking a cruise uh, and maybe you have a cruise credit or a travel credit that you can use, what's your advice? Well, I, you know, I, I think if you've got a cruise credit, you probably already had a trip uh, booked somewhere that you wanted to go. But uh, whenever people approach me about taking a trip, I always encourage them to, to think about where they'd like to go. And when it comes to cruising, I, I, the second and, and probably more important thing I encourage them to do is Speak with someone, an expert who understands cruising. And that, that's literally where our business fits into the world of travel. Our people are experienced. They're passionate. They know the, um, the itineraries and the cruise lines in a very intimate level. And in addition to that, because of our, the nature of our organization being right across the country in communities, we have the local expertise to help you get, for example, from Alberta to Venice, where your ship's departing, because we sell those itineraries all day long. We know the best hotels in Venice. We know the tour operators to get you transportation to and from the port and all the rest. So um, we're experts and we can help. And I think that if, if, if travelers, be it a new cruiser or an experienced traveler going to a new destination hasn't been somewhere, the trip they end up having by dealing with a professional uh, vacation consultant 
will be a better trip uh, in, in many, many ways. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned uh, previously some of the tools that uh, your agents have at hand. Uh, you want to expand that on a little bit? Absolutely. Uh, you know, again, as, as part of uh, sharpening our uh, saw, as you will, uh, in, in this downturn, um, we've been working hard at uh, creating tools for our agents uh, to have everything in one place. So they have search tools that include every single supplier out there in one view. So if you want to go to the Caribbean and you know you want to, for example, touch the port of uh, Barbados or perhaps uh, Grand Cayman, uh, as an example, you can use uh, different tools within our search uh, agent tools to actually only view cruises that hit those ports of call in the window you're looking at, but you'll be able to see all the brands that go there and all the length cruises in one view, and then sift and sort to find the best value. We have a lot of group inventory that we hold uh, that has special amenities and uh, sometimes very often uh, great pricing advantages, and those can be flagged within the mix, and suddenly the best value to the places you want to go is right there. What's a cruise going to look like post-COVID? I know it's uh, probably open-ended right now. There's lots of things up in the air, but just in your opinion, uh, six months down the road when hopefully uh, cruises are are sailing again, uh, what's it going to be like on board? You know, I don't have that crystal ball, and and although there's a lot of stuff out there uh, from our partners, um, it's tough to put a bow around it. I, I think one thing I've seen that's really impressive is um, how, for example, uh, some of the cruise lines plan to use the RFID uh, tags to help people keep track of uh, who they've been around. And, and obviously, safety, uh, sanitization. Uh, you've read probably that uh, most of uh, our suppliers have uh, swapped out to HEPA air filtration systems that mm-hmm. are hospital-grade air filtration. They, I mean, cruising was always a very, very clean and safe way to travel. And I think after this, it emerges evolved and, uh, quite frankly, even safer. It's, it's a unique environment if you think about it. And uh, there's one door in and one door out. And uh, things can be managed very carefully if needed to be. But I I don't think we need to worry because I think, um, you know, as things open up, uh, a lot of what we're all concerned about right now uh, begins to ebb. And uh, it'll it'll be as great as it always was, uh, and if not, a little bit better. There's a few naysayers out here that would say, I'm never taking a cruise. And that's fine. Everyone has their opinion and everyone enjoys different things. But if you were to, to chat with someone and try to change their opinion, what would you say? I'd say if you've never taken a cruise, then you've got to try a cruise. I mean, personally, uh, in the early days of my career as a, as a, a lover of travel and, and, and starting to dance with the cruise industry, I had my eyebrow up too. But I can tell you that after my very first experience, uh, there, there truly is nothing like the camaraderie, the convenience, the comfort, and, and the experience of, of being on a ship at sea with like-minded travelers, traveling to places together, eating and, and dining and and experiencing the entertainment, uh, waking up in a new place each day. It, it's incredible. And, and I think, you know, there is a vast variety of cruises out there. Um, I have neighbors uh, that traveled to Galapagos on their own and decided to do it on ferries and try to um, go via hotels. There's only a couple of cities or towns really in all of Galapagos and and you get a limited exposure and you're you're kind of curtailed by your own inabilities to get places where conversely um, I did it with my family uh, we visited uh, I think nine or ten islands over seven days went diving several times a day and had the most incredible 
seamless uh, and honestly relaxing adventure with nature um, that uh, I could imagine. And it, when talking to them after the fact, it was just so easy to see why in, in a destination like that, there's, there's no better way to see the world mm-hmm. uh, than from a cruise ship. Well, I'm very biased because I uh, was a former crew member on uh, Holland America and Royal Caribbean, so <laughs> I have a bias to Pelile, but uh, everyone has their own opinions. It's all good. But yes, I think uh, cruising is uh, fabulous. Anything I've missed, John? You know, to, to close out, and, and you know, it's, it's, it's hot off the press, but um, each day uh, that we all get closer to uh, a safe ability to move around, um, we're seeing people uh, putting a deposit down on a future booking. And, and if, I, if I had one piece of advice for folks, um, start the conversation uh, with whomever it is that you book your vacations from. And, and I sure hope it's one of our people right across Canada. And uh, start thinking about what's possible because uh, you might be surprised to see at, at, at what a clip the, the 22 and 23 product is moving. John Mast is the Senior Director of Global Cruise Marketing for Expedia Cruises. Lots of info on their website, expediacruises.ca. It was a pleasure chatting with you, John. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks very much. And uh, hopefully we'll meet each other on a ship one day in the near, not too distant future. And this week, we are very excited to announce our first winner in our bucket list contest with Trafalgar Tours. And that winner is Keith Bishop. Keith wins that $300 future travel voucher with Trafalgar Tours. And Keith's bucket list trip is actually his wife's. And that is visiting London and Paris. That would be a fantastic trip. So now we're joined by Wolf Ponick. He's the president of Trafalgar Canada, and he's going to talk about that bucket list tour, London to Paris. You can find it on the Trafalgar website, trafalgar.com. Wolf, it's nice to talk to you again. How have you been? Hello, Randy. I am great. I am great, and it's a pleasure to talk to you. It's good to think about travel, right? Well, well, exactly. We can't travel much, but we can certainly think about it, and that was the whole idea of our bucket list uh, trip contest, and we want to um, uh, congratulate our first winner, and that is uh, Keith Bishop, and he actually entered for his wife which is uh, very nice of him because he's already been on his bucket list trip. He says, he told us this, uh, uh, seven days in New York City. So he wrote in for his wife, who uh, whose bucket trip list would be to go to London and Paris. I think uh, that would be fabulous too. So uh, Keith gets, uh, and his wife, I guess, get the $300 travel voucher from Trafalgar. Um, so let's, let's talk about this uh, London and Paris Explorer Tour that Trafalgar has. I think this would be perfect for Keith and his wife, assuming his wife is going to take Keith with him. (laughs) Absolutely. And first of all, congratulations to Keith. He's a true gentleman entering for his wife, and I'm sure they will have phenomenal time. I would like to say that we see uh, a trend of people wanting to go to the cities and really immerse themselves and kind of spend time in the city. And Trafalgar's combination of London and Paris would really fit the bill perfectly um, because in those cities you need a combination of advice, guidance, opportunity to experience things at a local pace, but also some free time to indulge in whatever is your favorite pastime, be it art, be it pubs, be it bistros in Paris. Mm-hmm. So I believe that this is really great. And I would like to say 
it's not only the city with everything that it holds in terms of sites and, and treasures, but it's also often the surroundings of the city. And I've been to London and Paris numerous, numerous times, and I have to say that I always enjoy to take a bit of a ride out of either city. From London, I absolutely love to drive to the ancient Roman city of Bath with some beautiful Georgian architecture and also to make a stop at the Stonehenge. What mm-hmm. do you think of that? That would be amazing because, well, you're right. It's not just the cities themselves. There's so much around the cities, and it's hard to to pack in maybe uh, for four or five days in a city and, and get the most out of it uh, without some guidance. So, so you're correct on all of those points. And then I always advise all of my friends or, or, or our past guests or people who ask me about travel, I always advise to be ready to walk. And whenever you are inquiring about a trip to a city, please make sure that there is a walking tour component because when you are for instance in paris you're walking around louvre you see the parks you walk along the seine river you walk along rue rivoli which is supremely elegant you walk to place vendome all those things need to be done walking good shoes good walking shoes uh, a bottle of water make sure it's not a single use it's recyclable and uh, good map and a local expert who will really tell you the story of all these things and places and and, and kind of uh, little hidden treasures along the way. So it is it is absolutely something that you cannot spend enough time in Paris or London or Rome or Florence. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, let's talk about specifically about this tour that uh, Trafalgar has, London and Paris Explorer. Uh, does it start? Can you... Where does it start? It does start in London, as London is really one of the key gateways for us flying from Canada. And it is arriving to London on day one, having some time there. Our travel director will meet our guests, inquire if they have any particular needs and desires for that day, which they can do on their own. But there will be a welcome reception for all of our guests who will converge in London at the beginning. And I mentioned uh, Bath and Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. That would be on day two, because don't forget, uh, Randy, people are still a little bit jet-lagged. So spending a little bit of time on the coach, driving through beautiful countryside towards Bath and Stonehenge, having a walking tour in Bath with interpretation, visiting the baths, then going to Stonehenge is something that's really great because it is not too strenuous nor too packed. On day three, they would discover London along the lines of having a half a day sightseeing tour with the local specialist because we know that our guests want to see Big Ben, Houses of Parliament, Westminster Abbey, Buckingham Palace. Mm-hmm. And then we'll also go to Windsor to see another uh, royal family uh, palace. So that day is kind of exploring the regal a pageantry and history of London and, and Windsor. And um, one can add to that, one can enter the Windsor Castle. That would be uh, an optional experience. On day four, it's basically day at leisure. People have a day 
to explore London, and God knows there's plenty to explore. (laughs) One can do the London Eye, go up and see the panorama of London, which is fantastic, actually, from London Eye, and the cost is, I believe, nine pounds. Mm -hmm. One can do a cruise on the Thames. Um, So it really, one can do a theater show in the West End, and that's one of my favorite things to do in London, uh, is to really catch a play because uh, London is really a city of theaters and uh, there is something for everyone's taste. I would think on a tour like this, uh, an added bonus would be just the uh, the travel between London and Paris because you get to tour the countryside and, and experience crossing the channel, which I think would be really cool. It is because, you know, this is really uh, the better way to kind of connect the two major cities because you leave one, you go through the countryside, you see the white cliffs of Dover, you go across the channel on the ferry, and as you are approaching Ile de France and Paris, you go through the countryside. So it really does kind of put into some sort of logical sequence and very pleasant perspective the journey between the two most capital cities of, of, of Europe, if, if I may say so. Mm-hmm. And then Paris, again, uh, full of of iconic sites, uh, Triumphal Arch, uh, Place de la Concorde, Champs-Élysées, Latin Quarter, Montmartre. So once we get into Paris, our local specialist will take us to to see all these iconic sites. And people can then stay in Montmartre Village and, and, and Artist Square as an optional experience. And then on day seven, we'll do yet again, let's go out of the city, see something a little bit different. And what this different is, it's Versailles. Mm -hmm. And Versailles is not only a beautiful palace with extraordinary park, it is also a beautiful kind of a joint city to Paris where kind of well-to-do Parisians have their, their homes and where they live. So, it is um, very in kind of it's a very rich present, but also painted with wonderful stories from from glorious past of Louis the Fourteenth and whatnot. So yeah, I I would say uh, you know when you do that, and eventually if you are into art, go to Louvre, which is five wings of a museum. You can spend seven days in Louvre alone. Mm-hmm. But okay we would have our local specialists. So they will select the most important artifacts for you and you can request from them if there's something particular you want to see. So that will help a lot. It's curated visit. And nothing better than to end a visit with a cabaret evening and dinner in uh, in Moulin Rouge. No, that'd be I fun. Legendary Moulin Rouge. What do you think of that? Right? That'd be a lot of fun. And... Mrs. Bishop uh, will have absolutely fantastic time. They may even want to extend their stay or arrive to London a day earlier or a couple of days earlier and stay in Paris uh, an additional two days because that that all can be arranged through Trafalgar. So Mm. our guests have enough influence to kind of tailor tailor their stay the way they wish. Uh, We only have about a minute, but uh, what's included, like when you talk about uh, visiting these places, I'm assuming tickets are all included for that. And and how many people on a typical tour? Uh, This is what we call our city explorer. So this can be from, say, uh, two, three, four couples to maybe 10 
12 couples. So it is a smaller size. Nice. And it is a little bit more kind of uh, free in terms of the structure. And, you know, these days when well-being is very important, I want our listeners to, to know that we have taken all the precautionary measures and hygiene measures to ensure that their stay is absolutely top-notch in terms of well-being practices. So this is a good one to start. It is not, it is not a big group of people. And breakfasts are always included. Several dinners are included. Most of the sightseeing, the best way to acquaint oneself with uh, what's included is to visit our website, as you said, trafalgar.com, and look for uh, London and Paris Explorer. Well, it sounds like fun. Uh, maybe Keith Bishop will invite us along <laughs> on the tour with them or something. Uh, I Wolf, would not mind. <laughs> Wolf Ponick is the president of Trafalgar Canada. Again, that website, trafalgar.com. Uh, always fun to chat. Wolf, hey, we'll talk within a month, I suppose. Thank you, Randy, and congratulations again to Mr. Bishop and Mrs. Bishop. So now, if you want to enter for our next draw for our bucket list contest, just go to theinformedtraveler.org, click on the Trafalgar logo, enter your name and what your bucket list trip is, and you're in. Simple as that. Now, if you're already entered and we didn't draw your name, no need to worry. Your name is still in the draw for our next giveaway of that $300 Trafalgar Future Travel Voucher, which, by the way, can be used on any Trafalgar tour. Our next draw, March 28th. So again, go to theinformedtraveler.org to enter. Mm-hmm.